each generation through time, there's this great big God, this great big God who wants to show himself or reveal himself to his people. In each generation, he's looking for somebody. He's looking for people who want him and long for him. And I may just go real slow tonight, but this has been on my heart for a little while. If I can just, if we stir up your heart to, to want him or to want to experience him or taste of him, it would stir his his excitement in the, in the heavens. But we 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 talk about his healing, and I long to see people heal. We talk about his his blessings, and I know that he's a blesser. He'll bless you if you'll follow him, and obey him. I know he'll bless you. We like to talk about he's a he's a way maker, and he really is. I watched him make a way where there seemeth to be no way. We talk about how he's a chain breaker, and he really does break chains. But I want to preach on something tonight that we don't talk about a lot. We speak the word a lot. We don't talk about a lot. I want to talk about his glory, his splendor, his magnificence, his abundance, just just his his honor of who he is. They, if if you could line up all the famous poets that's ever ever lived from long if you could pull them out from every generation you could say this is the greatest poet I believe you could go to somewhere and you could find somebody just as great if you could find a great philosopher a, a, an amazing doctor a lawyer, a judge a singer, an actor, a sports person somewhere I believe you could find another just as great if you could find a great gospel singer if you could find a great preacher somewhere well Jeremiah was great but Isaiah was just as great well Apostle Peter, what a preacher but Apostle Paul was just as great so anyone you find you can always find some of them to line up beside him but I could talk to you about Muhammad or about Buddha or Hare Krishna but then when I mention the name of the Lord, he's a strong tower, friendly, nobody you can put beside him. There's nobody whose glory matches him. There's nobody who can stand close to him. And, and I know we're going to heaven, and I know we're going to see him in all his glory. And I know we've had amazing services, and I know that God's moved. I, I remember the service where, where little Erica was healed. She was just a little tiny baby that hadn't walked or anything. And we were in that service, and the Spirit of the Lord fell on Daddy, and he turned to her little Daddy, Teddy, and he said, best I remember, he said, put that little baby down. She's going to walk. And, and but, but probably 150 people in that service, and everybody just kind of sat there with their chins dropped. That little baby had, had never walked. And in a moment of time, we watched it walk across the platform. We saw the healing power of God. We saw the Lord move. We saw the Lord move. I remember 1967, Watkins Memorial Hospital. My grandpa eat up with leukemia. Had three days left. He had two days left. He's in a coma. He's not responding. His body functions. His organs are shutting down. My grandpa is dying. My little mom went on the mountain fasting. And I saw the Lord add Ten years to we've saw the Lord move. How many say we've saw the Lord move? We we've saw we've we've had we've we've saw Him move in so many amazing ways in our services. We've had crying services. We've had shouting services. I I remember a service in Virginia where. 
12 people, I think, over the age of 60 got saved that night. I will never forget that service. I remember one in Noblesville, Indiana, when just, just about that many people over the age of 55 repented that night and, and, and stayed in church, for went, went home to be with the Lord, just stayed faithful. Lives touched and hearts changed. I've, I've seen I've seen conviction fall. We saw him move in this place Sunday and the glory of the Lord falling. We saw souls saved. We saw him. But I don't want to wait till I get to heaven to see the glory of the Lord. I want to experience his glory. And I and I, I, I went back over my life. I remember one time it's before I was married, I was in a tent revival, Farner, Tennessee. And and we just had an amazing service that night. New Way services in certain way, but we'd, people had shouted up and down the aisles, and he would, and the Lord had been so kind. And and I and I was I was standing at my tent. I'd been fasted and was just sleeping on my platform there. And about one o'clock, I'm still praying, reading my Bible. About two, and I'd went down and sat on the let down my tailgate of my pickup. I'm sitting out there. Summer's probably after between one and two praying and and the spirit of the lord just just came in and it was it was such a presence i didn't want to shout and i didn't want to sing i was almost afraid to move but i knew i had been visited by the presence of the lord lord visit us hallelujah hallelujah Hallelujah, hallelujah. You're talking about something that will change our children and our babies if we can have a visit of the presence of the Lord. If we could, we could just get them in just the genuine presence of the Lord. Just, just, just a presence that's so precious and so amazing. Hallelujah. That there's, there's no flesh glory in any way, but it's just the Lord walking the house and hearts are being touched and we're being drawn to the presence of the Lord. After, after, after being inspired as a child, after being inspired when he should have been murdered or killed as a child, when Pharaoh had said, kill all the little male babies when they're born, kill them on the stool, don't let them live. After being inspired as a child, after being miraculously raised 40 years in a house that hated his people, Knowing it was a divine miracle and seeing the awesome mighty power of God. After raising up and slaying one of the Egyptians and hiding his body and the body be found. And this great nation that puts a death warrant out on his head. They can't find one little man named Moses and they perhaps chase him. You know they did. There was a death sentence on his head. And again God miraculously protects him after seeing miracle after miracle after miracle. This 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 man Moses, after seeing all of this, he goes into the wilderness and he spends 40 years. But now he's 80 years old and he's out there doing just what shepherds would do. And he's, he's out one day and he walks and there's a bush that's burning. And we don't know how long this continued. But this bush, he'd perhaps seen lightning fires before. Or perhaps he'd seen a cureless shepherd who hadn't put the fire out. And bushes had caught on fire. And he, he'd probably helped fight them before. 
myself forward, helped help warn neighbors before. But this and this wasn't a hillside. This wasn't a mountainside. This was apparently one bush. And time after time, and it got his attention. And he began to pull aside, and he had a visitation from the Lord. The Lord spoke to him, and and he said, "Take your shoes off. You're on holy ground." And Moses stands there in the in the amazing presence of the Lord, and he stands there, and he has a visit from the Lord. And he stands there and he gets a commission, a commandment. He gets fresh orders from the Lord. And he says, I've called you to go down into Egypt and to tell Pharaoh to let my people go. Now Moses had came into the wilderness, the son of Pharaoh's daughter, with a lot of confidence and a lot of strength and a lot of trust in, in, in himself. I am Moses, the son of Pharaoh's daughter. You have to bow when my name is spoken. I feel good about myself. I have a lot of self-confidence. But when somewhere in that 40 years in Pharaoh's house, he got all this confidence. But somewhere in those 40 years in the wilderness, he realized if anything happens, it won't be Pharaoh. It won't be Moses, the son of Pharaoh's daughter. It'll have to be God. So he tells the Lord, he says, I can't go. I'm a man of stammering lip. He said, I can't speak. I can't go. And then and he keeps on. He said, let, let my brother go. And he says, he says well, if, if I do go, he said, who will I tell them that sent me? He said, tell them I am that I am. Tell them I am the way. Tell them I am the truth. Tell them I am the life. Tell them I am the good shepherd. Tell them I am the way maker. Tell them I am what my word says I am. Tell them I am the healer and the redeemer and the forgiver. I am the chain breaker. I am the way maker. I am the redeemer. I am the lily of the valley. Tell them I am that I am. And he starts on this journey into Pharaoh's courts. And he's ushered in and he says, Pharaoh, you've got to let my people go. And now he steps, he steps from a wilderness birth and sheep ministry into a miraculous ministry. We watch his rod turn to a serpent, swallow up Pharaoh. We watch, we watch the water turn to blood. We watch every time he goes before this Pharaoh, God vindicates him with miracle after miracle after miracle it must have been noted all around the area that Moses is God's man of faith and power he's God's man that sees many miracles he saw miracle after miracle after miracle and finally toward the end of it when God is simmering down of dealing with Pharaoh he says he tells him this was the start of the Passover he tells him he says let every house the ones that can afford the ones he made a way where everybody could have a lamb or some blood and he said put the blood on the doorpost he said the death angel's going to pass through and he said when I see the blood I'm going to pass over you Moses not only saw miracles he saw the power of the blood he, he saw what it meant when the blood when when the death angel could not when death when he turned he could not cross over that bloodline and so when the, when the death angel comes Pharaoh immediately releases these people and then after he releases them he chases them. Moses stands at the Red Sea. He stands there before the Red Sea. And then he hears the thundering of Pharaoh's hoofs, the horses chasing and the clicking of the chariot wheels rattling together as they race across the desert to destroy God's little people. And three and a half million people perhaps stand there shaking and crying. Why didn't you leave us in Egypt to die? Why would it be better down there to eat garlic and wall? Onions to 
than to come out here and be drowned by Pharaoh and this great army. And Moses heard from the Lord, I've got another miracle for you, son. What do you have in your hand? I've got this rod. Hallelujah. And he used what he had. And the wind began to blow. Lord, I wish you'd let it blow in here tonight. And the wind began to blow. And when that wind began to blow, that, that storm, them waves out there, that water out there, that looked like it was going to be their destruction became their deliverance. That thing that looked like it was going to destroy them became that thing that's going to separate them from their past. Hallelujah. And God, the wind began to blow and that water began to roll back and when it began to roll back, somebody took that first step. Hallelujah. When God begins to move in this little house, somebody take that first step. When the glory of the Lord begins to come in, somebody begin to worship or praise. Nobody ain't going to follow until somebody takes that first step. Hallelujah. Nobody else ain't going to get in till somebody takes that first step. We can all stand on the shore and a little while that wave may close, but if somebody will get in, there'll be deliverance in the house and there'll be victory in the house and the glory of God will fall in the house. And they looked and it's a wall of water on each side and it's so high, so tall. And they looked and it should have been muddy and it should have been marshy and it should have been wet, but it was dry ground and they took another step and another step and then 10 stepped out and then 20 stepped out and then 30 and then 90 and 100 and 1,000, 100,000, 200,000 and a million and they're walking across on dry land and when they get to the other side here comes Pharaoh and his. Don't be so hard when somebody's got a lost loved one or somebody's sick or somebody's finances. Don't tell them to try to do what you're doing. They can't go where you go without your God. it's, It's not what we're doing. It's God's making ways for us. Well, just do what I'm doing. You can't do what I'm doing if you don't have my God. You can't have my blessings if you can't have my God. I'll walk across this Red Sea and I'll get out on the other side. You'll try it and you'll drown because it's not me. It's my God that's making a way before me. And somebody ought to praise Him out loud. It's, it's, it's the Lord. It's the Lord that's opening doors. It's the Lord. Oh, somebody ought to go ahead and praise Him. Hallelujah. It's not that we're that strong and it's not that we're that tough hallelujah it's just that God keeps moving for us and moving for us and moving for us and moving for us and moving for us they get on the other side and they're all saying well you brought us over here but Pharaoh you know he'll chase us down he'll kill us you know we'll never be free and about that time something moves in the heavens and God begins to release those waters hallelujah hallelujah All of a sudden, the hand of God, hallelujah, I've never preached this part before, but the same hand of God that holds life holds dead. The same hand of God that holds the power to make a way, holds the power to close it. And that same God that had rolled that water back as they walked across on dry land, that same God, hallelujah, released those waters, hallelujah. And when it released him, I can see old Pharaoh trying to turn that chart, trying to turn that chart around. But he had waited too long. He had went too far, and he couldn't get back now. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! We need.
need to pray, God, don't let my loved ones get so far out there that they can't get back. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Moses is on the other side in safety, but Pharaoh is so far he can't get back. Moses stands there, gentle, meek, tender Moses. And he stands there, perhaps wiping a tear. As he sees the little babies in the holes that's escaped. And all of a sudden in the waves, there's a, an Egyptian soldier and another and another. That man of God knew, wiping a tear. It didn't have to be this way. You didn't have to die in a watery grave. It didn't have to be this way. He saw two major miracles. He saw God deliver his people He saw God destroy his enemy. And he would never, never face Pharaoh again. The journey continues. The journey continues. They get on out there a little further. They get out there a little further. They're hungry and they have nothing to eat. They don't know what they're going to do. And the Lord lets manna fall from heaven. It's manna that that if they try to store it up, it won't work. They got to get fresh manna every day. I don't want to live on what I had from God yesterday. I need, I need something fresh today. Hallelujah. 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 Would somebody just tell him, Lord, I, I need something fresh. Yes, you touched me when I was 12. Or yes, you touched me a month ago. And yes, I used to have good. But God, I need something fresh today. That, that manna was good then. But Lord, I need something to sustain me today. Manna would fall from heaven. They said, that's not enough. We, we want some meat. This little man of God, he'll just go pray. I don't know if any of you ever quail hunted. You can literally hunt some days and not jump a covey. You can turn around the next day, next week, and go to the same places. You can hunt, you can jump a covey. It's got 12 quail, 12 birds, or, and then another covey and another covey. But I ain't never seen enough quail. Feed three million people. What a miracles this man of God saw. What miracles they saw. Then that wasn't enough. They get thirsty. And there was a rock that followed them. Hallelujah. There was a rock. And that rock was Christ. Hallelujah. And out in that desert place, if somebody's in a desert place, there's a rock in your life and his name's Christ. If anybody feels dry and empty, there's a rock in this house and his name is Christ. Hallelujah. And out of that rock begin to flow water. There's a place up where I'm from called Wilscott Spring. And it's, it's a little spring that flows out of the mountain and so many gallon a minute. But I don't, know, I don't know how long it would take to catch enough water to satisfy a family of four. Enough water to cook, enough water to bathe, enough water if you had a family of four, you'd need two or three camels, each one of them, 20, 30 gallon. I don't know how long out of this, out of this rock 
there came enough water. Hallelujah. Enough water to, to water three and a half million people, to water animals or cattle, whatever they needed. Hallelujah. What miracles this man saw. We could go on and on and on talking about his miracles. But in Exodus 33, Moses comes to a place in God where, where God kind of crosses his arms and he says, Moses, after all I've done from him, and it reminds me of America right now. Moses, all I've, after all I've done from him, they're pulling back from me and they've hurt me. They've hurt my heart. And because I'm God and I can't lie, I told them they could have the land. You tell them to go on up, but you tell them I'm not going with them. You tell them to go home, but tell them I'm not going with them. Moses stood there. Moses, is, his conversation with God, he said to him, he said, God, I don't want to go any place where you're not going. In fact, God, you, you have brought me to a crossroad in my life, and I'm just going to deal with it now. This is what I want, God. It's not another miracle. I saw the death of my enemy. I saw the death of the firstborn. I saw water come out of rock. I, it's not just another miracle I want. In fact, God, it's not just another blessing I want. I've watched you feed us when we were hungry. And I've watched you give us drink when we were thirsty. In fact, God, it's just not another cover or protection I want. I was there when I was newborn and they should have killed me. And you hid me. And then my mama put me at your word, put me in a in a little ark. And, and, and Pharaoh's own daughter found me. And they raised me. I know what it is to be covered by the hand of God. It's not just another cover and I won't. God, I've been through all the Pentecostal churches experiences. I've spoken tongues and I've shouted and I've danced and I've sung and I've preached and run up down the aisle. But God, one thing I've not experienced, I want to see your glory. Show me your glory. I, I want to see your glory. Will you, will you let me see your glory? I, I want to see your glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If the church, if we get back on our face and America see the glory of God. Hallelujah. If we can see the glory of God. Hallelujah. I believe it would hallelujah. I want to be careful how I say this but if we could see the glory of God I believe it pushed the world out of the church. Hallelujah. And it would push the church out of the worldliness and somebody ought to praise him out loud if we could see the glory of God. I believe it would draw us back to the arms of an eternal God if we could see the glory of God and somebody ought to make up their mind before I go by the way of the grave I'm going to be with you forever I am determined to make heaven my home but before I go by the way of the grave I'd sure like a visitation of your glory I want to see hallelujah I want to see your glory I want to see your splendor Amen. so the Lord tells him this is Old Testament we're under a new covenant now so the Lord tells him, he says, son, no man can see my face and live. He can't see my face and live. He's there, but I want to see your glory. I want to know you. I want to know you. I want to know you. This goes back to New Testament. But Lord, we prophesied and we saw miracles and signs and wonders. Yeah, but you never knew me. You knew ministry. You knew church. You were religious. But you never knew me. If you knew me, you would have loved like I loved. You would have wretched like I wretched. You, you would have had the burden that I had. You never knew me. 
Moses is crying, I want to know you. Show me your glory. He said, this is what I'm going to do, Moses. I'm going to hide you in the cliff of the rock. And I'm going to take my hand and I'm going to cover your, your face. I'm going to cover you. And then when I'm going to walk by you, and when I walk by you, I'm going to move my hand and let you see my hinder parts. Then I'm just going to keep walking, but you want it. I'm going to let you see my glory. I'm going to let you see me. I'm going to let you see me. Hallelujah. We spend so much time looking at the storm. We spend so much time looking at people who are against you. We spend so much time looking at regrets. We spend so much time looking at what the devil's doing. But if somebody could see the Lord, everything would be all right. If somebody could just see the Lord, if you could see that the Lord's for you, if you could see that the Lord is a way maker, if you could see that the Lord changes things and fix things and he makes a way, if you could see that he'll raise up a standard, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And he covered he covered his face. And as he walks by, he moves his hand. And I know when he moves his hand, Moses sticks his head. And there goes there goes God. And I've talked about this and I've talked to Daddy and I've preached and I've prayed. I said, Lord, what? What did Moses see when he saw the hinder parts of God, when he saw the back of God, when he saw God's legs and God's, when he showed, when he saw God, what did he see? God is a spirit. I believe he saw much more than a tall man or a short man, a slim man or a wide man. God is a spirit. I believe he saw eternity. And if he saw the hinder parts, he saw that which was behind him. In the beginning, the Spirit of God moved across the face of the deep. Moses was not there. Moses, they say that Moses wrote Genesis. He wrote the first five laws. But Moses was not there when Genesis happened. Adam was there toward the, the, to the, toward the latter part of the, the, the sixth day. But Moses was not there. How did he write about it? I believe, this is personally, I believe when the hand, when God walked by and he moved his hand and he saw the hinder parts of God, he saw the God of yesterday. I believe he saw the Spirit of God begin to move across the face of the deep. And Moses stands there and awe, just like watching a movie or just like looking into eternity and he sees there's nothing and God's hand begins to move across it. And he saw God divide the waters above from the waters beneath and he saw God make the birds in the trees and he saw God make a man somehow God showed him he wrote about it but this this is not what I even want to preach about tonight I'd like to go back and preach about that sometime but what I want to preach about tonight is he was under the old covenant and he saw the hinder parts of God we're under the new covenant we're not going to see the hinder parts of God hallelujah and, and I want to preach this gentle people's watching I've got friends watching on internet tonight hallelujah but I get I get I get so I I get so lonely in here when we talk of great moves of God when we talk of miracles and, and I know daddy saw and we saw in just this past week I have had amazing miracle that that about some of our people can't even talk about now I mean it's it's nothing but God the way God moved less than four days ago just amazing 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 miracle the way God can turn some things around just amazing miracle but it still bothers me sometimes when we talk we have to look at the hinder parts of God and we talk 
talk about Jack Cole and we talk about AAL and we're looking at the hinder parts of God. But we're not under the old covenant. We're under the new covenant. I don't want to have to look back to see God. I would like to look today and see the glory of God. I would like to look today, hallelujah, and see the miraculous power and the glory of God. And God promised he would not cut off our expectation. I wonder, I wonder, no, we're not on drugs. And no, we're not slipping around drinking. And no, you don't have a boyfriend or girlfriend and married at the same time. And no, they didn't catch you shoplifting. And no, you're not out telling lies. But I wonder if the devil ain't just satisfied hitting us over and over and over and over and keeping our minds tore up and our nerves tore up and messing with your health and messing with your children and messing with your finances and messing with your minds and we're just kind of satisfied just to go to church and have a real good service and get enough strength to make it to the next service and the next service but God's bigger than just a good service and God's bigger than just a good touch and God's bigger than just a good sermon and God's bigger than just a chill but God is looking for somebody somewhere in the world that'll stop what they're doing and say God it's not just another good service I want I'd really like to know you I'd really like to see your glory I'd really like to have my hunger back I'd really like to have my desire back I want to know you will you show me your glory God's wanting to be wanted again God's wanting somebody that'll seek out the deep things about him again God's looking for somebody that'll search for him God just wanting to be wanted He's wanting somebody who hath believed our report and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed. Exodus 33, 18, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. Second Chronicles 7, 1, that when Solomon made an end of praying, the fire day came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifice and the glory of the Lord filled the house. Now when Solomon had made an end of praying, the fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifice and the glory of the Lord filled the house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And the glory of the Lord filled the house. And the priest could not enter into the house of the Lord because the glory of the Lord had filled the Lord's house. And when all the children of Israel saw how the fire came down and the glory of the Lord upon the house, they bowed themselves with their faces to the ground upon the pavement and they worship and they praise the Lord saying, for he is good for his mercy endures for evil forever. Then the king and all the people offered sacrifices before the Lord and the king Solomon offered a sacrifice of 20 and 2,000 oxen. And I begin to read that again today. And I thought, oh God, I think it's a big deal for me to lift up my hands and think that's worship. But I want to find a place in worship where it costs me. I want to find a place of worship where I just get caught up. Hallelujah. There's a place and they offer 20 and 2,000 oxen and 120,000 sheep. So the king and all the people dedicated the house of God. Exodus 24, 15. And Moses went up into the mount and a cloud covered the mount. And the glory of the Lord abode upon Mount Sinai. 
Sinai. And the cloud covered it six days. And the seventh day he called unto Moses out of the midst of the cloud. And the sight of the glory of the Lord was like devouring fire on the top of the mount in the eyes of the children of Israel. And it came to pass when the priests were come out of the holy place that the cloud filled the house of the Lord, First Kings 8 and 10. So the priests could not enter into minister because of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord had filled the house of the Lord. Second Chronicles 5, 13. It came to pass as the trumpeters and the singers were as one to make one sound to be heard in praise. And would you stand to your feet and as many as you would, would you just, just lift your hands or just walk toward this altar or just begin to, just begin to reach for him. And it came to pass as the trumpeters and the singers were as one to make one sound to be heard in the praising and thanking the Lord. And when they lifted up their voice with the trumpet and cymbal and instruments of music and praising the Lord saying, for he is good for his mercy and dear forever would somebody begin to say it out loud he's good he's good his mercy endureth forever for he is good his mercy endureth forever somebody just praise him Lord you're good your mercy endureth forever for he is good his mercy endureth forever he's good his mercy endureth forever there's no God like our God there's no rock like our rock there's no king like our king there's no savior like our savior there's no healer like our healer there's no forgiver like our forgiver there's no redeemer like our redeemer there's none that'll love you the way the Lord will love you there's none that'll fight for you the way the Lord will fight for you there's none that'll keep you the way the Lord will keep you there's none there is no rock like our rock hallelujah for he is good for his mercy endureth forever then the house was filled with the cloud, even the house of the Lord. So the priest could not, this is over and over, so the priest could not stand to minister. Exodus 40, 31. And Moses and Aaron, his sons, washed their hands and their feet. That's what we've been doing tonight. We've been washing our hands. Hallelujah. And the, the Spirit of the Lord has been touching us and cleansing us and drawing us. Hallelujah. When they went into the tent of the congregation, when they came near the altar, they washed and the Lord commanded Moses and he he reared up the court round about the tabernacle and the altar and set up the hanging of the court gate. So Moses finished the work. Then a cloud, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. One of these services, and God, I thank you for every wonderful service. You've been kind to us, but one of these services, hallelujah, it's going to be more than just a song and a sermon. The glory of the Lord is going to fill the house of the Lord. And I'm just, I'm just pretty sure when the glory comes in the house, no disease can stay. No sickness can stay. Hallelujah. Lost are going to be saved. Yokes are going to be destroyed. Hallelujah. Wounds are going to be healed. Captives are going to be set free. When the glory of the Lord fills the house. When the glory of the Lord fills the house. When it's nothing but Jesus. When we see Jesus. When we see Jesus high and lifted up. When his train fills the temple. When we behold his glory. Then a cloud covered the tent of the congregation. And the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Moses was not able to enter into the tent of the congregation because of the cloud abode their own. Exodus 40, 38. For the cloud of the Lord was upon the tabernacle by day, and the fire was on it by night. Hallelujah. 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 Go ahead. Let's reach for him.
Yes. Of love. 